Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. First thing I want to talk about is divorce. And um, is divorce selfish? My daughter is married 15 years. Sorry, this is an email I'm reading. It. Just in case you didn't notice. My da- Hi, Niall. My daughter is married 15 years and has, the, uh, has young, three young children. I genuinely believe she was happy and the other day she informed me she wanted to get separated and divorced. Her husband is a really good guy, a great father and provider. Uh, he wasn't with her uh, this weekend when she came over as she had told him that she wasn't in love with him anymore and, they wa- and wanted a separation. I'm devastated. As she told me, most likely he will have to move out of the family home and will only get to see the kids when the courts decide, etc, etc, etc. I told her she was mad. And could she not just wait a few years until the kids are a bit older? It's not like he's a bad husband and beats her up or anything like that or argues with her. He would do anything for her. And I'm just shell-shocked. Anyway, she's got a bit weird of me now. As I said, she was being selfish when she told me. Uh, she was uh, still young and could meet somebody else. I said, it's not all about you and to think of the kids and her distraught husband. Anyway, can you ask your listeners, is it selfish to separate or divorce? Well, your kids are still under the age of 12. Now, obviously, she's got three kids under the age of 12, which is not an easy decision to make to actually get divorced in that situation. But what should she do? I mean, the number is 087-188-0008. What do you do in that situation where you're happily married, when you think you're happily married, and then all of a sudden your other half turns around and says, all right, eh, it's time for divorce. I mean, what do you actually do? When you just completely are taken by surprise, they tell you they're not in love anymore. I mean, do you stay together for the sake of the kids? Would you stay together for the sake of the kids? And I want to be honest. There are a lot of people in this country currently at the moment who are in marriages with kids who are not really in love anymore. They were in love when they met first. They probably started to fall out of love before they even got married. They just went through the whole, let's get engaged, let's get married, because that's normally what people do, isn't it? That's the way relationships go, etc., etc. So, what do you do in that situation? Do you just, most people just stay there, ah, sure. And somebody says to them, how's things? Ah, yeah, we're content. Do you want to spend the rest of your life being content? Is that what you want from life? Being Just being content. And I know there's people listening at the moment saying, Jesus, now, that's what my marriage is like. I mean, you go home. I'm not saying that you dislike your partner or you dislike the person that you're married to, or that you hate them. You kind of do love them, but you're not in love with them. There's not really much intimacy. And if it is, it's mechanical. It's not, you know, you don't have the intimacy for the sake of having the intimacy. It's just mechanical intimacy. Do you know what that means? This is do it for Ireland, you know. You're, just do, you're doing it for the entertainment and the pleasure, rather than the fact that you actually love the person and you love being with the person. So you're not in love with them anymore. You love them, but you're not in love with them. And that's not what a marriage should be about. Or is it? Some people say, well, that's, what, that's how love evolves over time. But I don't agree. I think you still have to be in love with somebody to be happy, to be dedicated and sacrificed to that person for the rest of your life. So what would you do in that situation? You have three young children. You don't love your husband anymore or your wife, as the case may be. And you want out. Would you wait till the kids get a little bit older? Remember now, it's not a grossly unhappy marriage by the sounds of things. He seems like a good guy. Nice guy. No arguing. 
He's not beating her up or anything like that. There's nothing like that. No suggestion or anything like that. She's just not in love with him. Should she stay together for the sake of the kids? Some people would believe it is selfish to divorce or separate. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Fern, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Fern? Hi, Niall. How are you? Fern, there are so many people in this world who are married but not in love. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite common. And people oh, yeah. just go on with it and they just deal with it and they just live together probably for 20 or 30 years and maybe they'll get separated at some point. They they get to a point where they just can't stand each other. So what do you do? Do you, do you While you're still young, do you get out and meet somebody new? Okay. Um, I would say that if the, it is unfixable. If it's a matter where it cannot be a case where the romance needs to be brought back and they need to fall back in love again. Yeah. They cannot do that and they've tried every avenue, why would you stay? Yeah, I I don't buy this falling in love again business. Well... I, I, you know you know when couples fall out of love and they go mm-hmm. to marriage counselling or something like that? Yeah. Or, I, you know, I, I think that can stop certain things from happening. I think it can help couples sometimes, but it doesn't fix a marriage and it certainly doesn't make you fall in love with somebody. You can't be told to love somebody. No, but look, just like a job, you work really hard at your job to make pieces of paper, right? To make money. Mm-hmm. A marriage, you work really hard at to keep that piece of paper of that marriage first. Well, you got to put the work in. If you can't, if there's like you've tried your hardest, you've worked as hard as you can, just like if you're working in a really bad job that you work your hardest at, but you're getting nowhere, sometimes you're better off to move on to be happy. And what about the kids? Where do they come into that? Well, wouldn't it be better for the kids to see their parents happy and what a good relationship would be? But there's no suggestion. But yeah, but what you're saying, there's no suggestion that the parents are unhappy to the point where the kids might even notice. Ah, uh, but they do. Well, but they do. Look, coming from someone now whose parents had said as soon as we turn eighteen they were going to divorce anyway. Of course, it didn't last until I was thirteen. But still, we knew that they were unhappy because half the time they would turn, they would use us in the argument. But the, again, I say to you, the mother is quite clear that they're not arguing. He's not beating her up. There's none of that kind of stuff happening. He's a, she actually says he's a no. really nice guy. He's a good provider. They seem to get on well. I mean, what I'm saying to you is there are couples out there who are in this, inverted commas, content situation, which is just then, getting on, like roommates. Is that, is that a life? Is that really what they're, they're going to live on this planet for so long and that's what they're going to do? Mm. Well, not gonna have well, it wouldn't be for me, story. let's be clear about it. It wouldn't be for me, but... Do you know what I mean? But it's you have to think of your kids. Yeah, you have to think of your kids, but you also want to be a good example for your kids. Mm-hmm. Do they, does that mean that then, therefore, they, they should be the example that their kids that, that can then grow up and just settle? Yeah. After he's grand, he checks out on paperwork, we'll leave it be. There's no... Yeah, but if I was in that situation, and I kind of semi was, I mean, I only got divorced there about six weeks ago officially, right? But if I was in that situation whereby I knew my marriage was doomed, you know, and my children were young, I would hope... Actually, and, and in my separation situation, which started off about nearly five years ago now, what upset me more was the breaking up of the family unit. Not the mm-hmm. fact that my wife, I couldn't give a damn about that. It was the the breaking up of the family unit and the stability of a family unit for children. And that's okay. what upset me more. That's what I missed more. That's what I wanted. And that's what I was so upset about losing. Okay. But if you turn that on its head, 
it's not necessarily the child is losing the you know the magazine version the 1950s advert version of mummy daddy kids maybe they maybe they're losing that that numbness maybe yeah, but there's nothing good there's nothing good can come of a parent two parents arguing over custody Nothing no, good. no, definitely not, definitely not. But then that's just it. If you're adult enough to decide that you want to divorce and go through that proceedings, you should be adult enough to make sure that it's amicable. Aye, well, there you go now. You, you just said it there, okay? And I can tell you now from speaking to family law solicitors, very few cases are amicable. Very oh, I know. Particularly when there's a family home involved, particularly when there's any kind of assets involved, which there always is assets if you're married usually. Mm-hmm. So th- there's very few are amicable. And yeah, then children then- get used as weapons. Particularly yeah, if they're then, young. If, they, if they're older, it doesn't really matter because they can make their own decisions. But children get used and then they get poisoned on one side mm-hmm. or the other as well. Your daddy's mm-hmm. a bad person. Your mammy's mm-hmm. a bad person, whatever. Oh, I know because I went through all that myself. Yeah, yeah. Still going through it. 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We're still, we're still in that situation. But at the end of the day, who's that really then to blame? Is that the, were the adults really mature enough to begin with? Yeah, but that, hasn't, yeah, but that hasn't happened yet in this situation. What I'm saying, what exactly. I'm saying is, before you get into that situation of that, you know, um, that kind of battle between two people, the War of the Roses, as they call it, before you even get into that, why not say to yourselves, "Well, look, I just put up with it for the next seven or eight years until the kids are eighteen, and should then I go for it?" Ah, uh, but then wouldn't that be just as hard for the kids to find out that they grew up with such a bad, like, example, mm-hmm. and that there's no, well, in that case, what do they base their future relationships off? But is it? Are you not just looking, and I'm fair, I'm surprised because it seems to me like you're just looking for, I'm not saying, I don't want to accuse you of being selfish, by the way, mm. but the, the selfish way out, which is, you know, it's all about me. It, like it's no. not, you, are, you have a responsibility to those children. Of course you do, but then this yeah. is exactly what I'm saying. It's for the children that it may be a better idea. If it cannot be worked through, then perhaps there's a better idea for the children because then they get to see what, it, if you do end up meeting the one, because you've said yourself before now that there was another person in your life. Mm-hmm. And if, wouldn't it be better for those children to then see them, their parents individually happy rather than unhappy together? Even if it's just, I mean, kids know when there's a front. They know. And I, I've seen this through not necessarily my own parents, but through other relationships I've known where um, in and out, in and out, back together, let's stay for the kids that's not over and over and over again, and then in the end, when they finally decided, nope, that's it, we're breaking up, they divorced, and you know what? That Those children have the best step-parents ever, and now they've just doubled up on parents. Well, I, I can honestly say that, and I, and I don't want to go into my own personal situation too much, but mm. if, if it had happened five years earlier, when my children were kind of 10, 11, or 12, in and around that age group, rather than being the age they were, I think it would have been so damaging to them. I just believe it would have been because I now know what the outcome is. Do you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. I, I just think it would have been very damaging. I think once children are old, older, they can absorb but it then, a lot better. I like I, I can only speak for my own situation. And again, I'm not going to go into too much detail on that one. But all I know is with my own family, they tried that avenue. They tried. And then they made it very well known that they tried that avenue of, ah, oh, we were only hanging on for the kids. And it was, in fact, the kids... They got it. In the end, it was, oh, well, you're only loyal to him or her or whatever. Do you know, no matter what, it still gets, it still gets that way. Yeah, but, it, but at least if that happens when they're older, well, you can deal with that. But if that well, happens when they can, yeah, but you imagine, like, 
it's all well and good, you know, an 18-year-old being poisoned against the father or mother or whatever, getting involved in that, you know, mm. situation, that hostile situation. At least they're an adult, they can deal with it a bit better. But you imagine an 11-year-old, you know, being brought into that or an 8-year-old being brought into that situation. That's well, very was, damaging. It was a week before my sister's 15th birthday mm. that it all blew up. Yeah. So that was going through puberty and that mm-hmm. did not help. And how old, so were you, it, how old were you at the time, Fern? I was, I was just turning 13. Okay. And if you don't want me asking, like, when, mm. when you found out or when you realised, you know, mom mm. and dad, things are not going too good here. Mm. I mean, oh, what effect did that have that. on you? Long before that, I knew. Because there would be the arguments. Mm. And I would often be the one, oh, he's done this or she's done that. Yeah. But don't tell them. Long before that, years before that. It, like... But And it would still affect now, you know? Silly little things now would still crop, crop up. You wouldn't even believe it, but that's... And, was there, and was there, and again, if I'm asking you anything personal, you don't answer, please don't. But yeah, was, was, there, was there poisoning on either side? After, after the fact, when, you, when, they, when they decided to go their own separate ways? Mm, I, like, I would, if it was just... You and me sitting down having a cup of coffee, I would tell you everything. Oh, no, no. Okay, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Please don't don't answer away. I completely understand. Stay there for a second, Fern. James, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. Fern says, look, no matter what happens, if you're not happy with the person, just go your separate ways. It's better for everybody if the truth comes out and you just do things right. I think it depends. You know, a lot of people, I think, hide their selfishness through and do enough for the children. I don't think that's really true. Because what the children want is uh, intact family. You know, if you ask any child that's gone through that kind of situation, they always say, like, they want their parents to stay together. So that kind of cliche of, <clears throat> I was doing it for the children, eh, doesn't really wash. You know, it depends. I think it's in those situations, there's a, there's a lot of depends in it. You know, it depends if there's domestic violence, psychological abuse, coercive control, etc. But if it's just, I just don't find... I don't, I, I, from the email that I have here, I don't get that there's anything like that in the relationship. Mm-hmm. That the mother had no idea. Now, maybe, obviously, she doesn't live with him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, she said, the husband's a nice guy, great provider, lovely father, good guy. The wife has just decided this, that she doesn't love him anymore. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think sometimes the family unit is more than one individual. You know, like, and I've, from my own experience, like, two of us are together 10 years, there's periods where I've definitely mm-hmm. felt like, oh, is this what I want? You know, I had two, three months, you get it, and then I... Like, I don't know, the spark comes back and then you're like, oh no, actually, I absolutely love it to pieces, etc. You know, that can be the effects of a long-term relationship. Sometimes it can feel monotonous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can feel underappreciated. You don't feel like they find you attractive. You know, your sex life might take a whack for a few weeks or a dry spell, as I like to call it. Yeah. You know, so I think there's a lot of ifs and maybes, but ultimately I think the children's happiness should be paramount. You know, if you can save face and you can get along, just for those short few years until the child, like you said, now the 15, 16, 17, and is able to comprehend what's going on. They don't feel like they were an issue in the whole breakup, and there's not that custody battle. The child's able to vocalise what they want. I want to be yeah. Once they're kind of sixteen, they can make their own decisions. Then yeah, anyway, they, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and like you said, it can become a toxic situation where the children are poised again, one parent or the other. Well, and so, and and this is when I spoke to family law solicitors in the past. This is they've told me. There's very few cases, I say this to Fern as well, you know, there's, there's a, this nice idea that people can get on and that usually happens where you have a couple with no kids, a house, and it's just a matter of splitting the assets in two and off the two years go. Mm-hmm. That, that's fine. But in most cases, there's a house 
and immediately the greed kicks in. Who's going to get the house? And that's where the toxicity comes from. You know, it's the assets. It's all about money. It's all about money. And then the heart never breaks even. So if one man yeah. is on what the other perceives too quickly, yeah. you know, then that can be... Or if there's infidelity, of course, as well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the worst situation. Yeah. From what I've seen, you know, people being unfaithful. But, um, no, I definitely think she should suck it up for the short term. If there's no violence and she can be amicable and she can be happy, but she's just not overall, like... He's so not you believe she should stay with him? Let's say, for example, the youngest, she says they're all, the three kids are under 12. So let's say the youngest is 11 years of age. She should stay together for at least another five or six years. Five, five or six years for the overall greater good. You know, In fairness, that, you know, I'm kind of hedging my bets with James here. Mm-hmm. Provided there's no, you know, provided they're not arguing every day and everything else mm-hmm. and, and she can live with it. I mean, she does have a duty to the children. She brought them into the world as did he did, by the way. Yeah, so, I mean, so, so if they could stay happy as mm-hmm. roommates and maybe even make an agreement between the two of them, listen, you know, you do whatever you want to do in your spare time, I'll do whatever I want in my, my spare time. We'll stay together oh. in the house for five or six years. Oh, no. You no. see, I, w- I would have to disagree with that one now. Look, maybe I'm the only one listening in or whatever thinking this, but at the end of the day, right, even if they are perfectly on the surface, everything is grand. There's nothing wrong. The kids won't get it. The day the youngest turns 18 and they say, right, let's put in for the divorce, and then they have their lapse of freedom and the parents go off and do whatever they want and look for the one then, the kids are still going to say, did we live a lie? What's a real marriage then? If they were going through this for so long, what's a real marriage then? What's a real relationship? How do I base? But most of our, yeah, but fair. Most of our parents, I know yours didn't, but most <laughs> of our parents stayed together for the sake of their kids because they didn't have divorce. And it was, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, separation and divorce in Ireland was frowned upon until 1996, until it became legal, and even then it was still frowned upon uh, to some degree. So I mean, that people stayed together for the rest of their life in this country. It didn't matter whether they were beating each other senseless they stayed together. That was just the way yeah. Ireland was. Now, yeah. I'm not suggesting that was the right thing to do either, mm-hmm. but there, is, there has to be a happy medium whereby, yeah. you know, you you know, you know, bring children into the world and you have to provide for them. And that doesn't mean just money in a house. It means emotionally no. as well. Of course, exactly. And mm-hmm. it being an example, because at the end of the day, those kids still need to know, like, the truth. Because going through puberty, like, for example, if the youngest is 11, let's say, and they're going to go through puberty, they're still going to base what they imagine their future relationships are going to be like off of their parents. So mm-hmm. where is the end of the cycle? Are we still going to play, say, ah, now we'll stay together because that's what society wants or because that's what we're expected to do to look like the magazine covers or the celebrities who, let's face it, don't stay married for long forever either. No, no. no. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, how are they, how are they supposed to base it off? Where is their example? Wouldn't it be better to have the truth and the parents say, well, look, this is just the way it is, but that, that means we're still looking for the right person and it can still happen. And there is that possibility rather than staying in a rut and staying unhappy and staying just for the pretense of let's stick together for the kids. Is, she, is, the is, she, is she right, James? That it's a pretense that basically you're living a lie for the sake of the kids. Yeah, well, the children don't know it's a lie, and they had actually possibly, like, you know, she's basically saying that when the child, child is 18 and 19, they're going to look back on, oh, my whole childhood was a lie. I think on the opposite end of the spectrum, I think they look at the sacrifice that they've done to keep us happy, to keep us as but a family. Then they all those they memories pull. we have, the kind of talk around, all those I'm memories sorry. we have as a family, as mm-hmm. the holidays, the Christmases, the birthdays, all the family gatherings. All the sacrifice that you put in just so they could have the happy childhood and they could feel that family unit where they mm. won't yeah, where they won't feel as if like, oh, I'm in mammy's 
Monday to Friday and Daddy's on Friday to Sunday. And then my holidays consist of going off with Daddy and his girlfriend and then Mammy and her boyfriend. And then we have stepbrothers and stepsisters and all those other dynamics that do usually come into it, especially if the parents are quite young. They will try probably go off and create a new family, etc. Mm-hmm. So, so then you can have all those other added dynamics where do the children want the stepfather? Do they want this kind of new family formation coming in and that they, they do this massive adjustment through these developmental years when they're hitting, especially 12, 13, 14, and they're trying to find their own feet and having all this extra baggage wrapped around the neck mm. because the parents just couldn't suck it up for five or six years you see but then, yeah I, he makes a fair point you know there is a lot of dynamics to it he does know? but yeah. then at the same time is that not giving the example to the kids that the only their only purpose in life is to therefore sacrifice their own happiness for their kids well do you say, well, but is, the, is there yeah but is that a fair request cycle. is it not a but fair then, request that you do sacrifice from your own happiness time, to your kids you want to, you want to be right you want your children to get a good education. Yeah. You want them to be emotionally grounded and mature. Yeah. You want them to be, like, reaching their best potential in every avenue. So, therefore, how are you supposed to do that when you're just giving them nothing? Well, you, well, you, well, you only have to do it until they're 18 years of age. After that point, they're, up, well, they're on the mo- their own pretty much. Yeah but, yeah, but Vern, you do know most people do make the sacrifice perfectly happy for themselves. They are happy to make the sacrifice. It's not always torture. Because I can tell you, as for a fact, personally, in my own situation as a father, I would gladly make that sacrifice so I could go up every morning with my children. I could have dinner with my children when I come home for a walk. It's not something that I'd be like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. This is torture. I can't wait till these are 18 and my parental yeah. responsibilities are relinquished. Most parents actually do this quite happily. I think I, parents do it a lot more than we probably imagine, to be honest with you, Fred. There are so many people and couples and, you know, people listening to the show right now who are in a marriage where they might have young kids who are not in love anymore. And they'd much prefer to be with somebody else, but they stay together because ah, that's what we should do. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's easier. I see what you're saying, but at the same time... And, particularly like, for, and can I say particularly for men, can I point out, and, and, and this is not sexist. Like, as a mother and as a wife... I would have to say that I would want my girls to know the best possible example of a marriage and what important. Absolutely. So therefore, yeah. do I want my girls to then therefore settle for any grandchildren they may provide me and maybe be unhappy? There a, maybe there is a gender dynamic to this now because me and you seem to be on the same side of the fence and Vian doesn't. And maybe from the male perspective, we have a lot more to lose. I, I think that's yes, a fair point, Fern. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of men particularly who might have young kids and they're mm-hmm. thinking to themselves, I can't get separated because if I do, I'm out of my year. No matter whose fault it is, I'm out of my year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I then have to continue paying for these children. And mm. even though they are on, you have a responsibility. Then, and I also you... have to find somewhere else to live. And I have to, I have to pay for all ah. that too. And I can't do all that. But then the other well, side of it, right? Now. The That's other side of it, okay? The female perspective of it, when a woman is left with kids, often she's considered damaged goods. And therefore, she cannot get in it. Whereas a man can go off and he's only got Friday till Monday with the kids the rest of the time and, and or every second week or whatever he has I, that bit of freedom whereas a woman doesn't so it's just, think, it's just as much of a sacrifice because let's face it there's a lot more men who knock a girl yeah, up and bugger off than there are a woman who think, gets her uh, okay that's a fair point yeah, so, sorry James and go away I don't, I don't know. I think men have to do a lot more rebuilding after a divorce than women. Like, women kind of, their circumstances stay the same, just without the male partner around. So, it may, like, from a male perspective, you have to get the house, like you said, Noel. You have to rebuild your life from scratch. Everything you've spent 20, 30 years building. Mm. And then, tell me about it. And then, yeah, yeah but then, you statistically, know what I'm about. You know exactly statistically, what I'm about mm, it's the men who go through that male menopause where they decide they deserve a younger woman. 
And they want to leave for that. Yeah, but now you're making an assumption that there's infidelity. Uh, You know, I'm assuming the majority of men are not unfaithful in the marriage. Some do. Some are unfaithful in the marriage, but the majority are Mm -hmm. not unfaithful in the marriage. But the point I think that James is making and that I made to you, Fairness, that although, yes, I understand that many men see women who are married with children or ex-married with children as damaged goods, and Mm -hmm. it's a lot more difficult. They still can't get on with their lives. They still have the house. They're still Mm -hmm. there with the kids. The life doesn't change too much, apart from obviously there's a financial struggle, uh, or there can be a financial struggle, but I'm assuming that the courts will order the husband to pay maintenance etc etc and if he's any type of husband he probably will Uh, but he has to then rebuild and restart his life again the house that he spent you know 25 years working his way up to getting the beautiful home that he spent you Mm -hmm. know doing all his DIY in and everything else gone everything just gone materialistically yes but that it's but that's more than material. You think that you, you think it's materialistic but that's part of your life it's part of who you are of course it is of course it is but at the same time it is it is very, at the end of the day, that is the financial side of things. That is, But that does stop people from separating. Well, actually, do me a favour, stay there, because I want to bring Paul in as well. Uh, Paul, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Paul? I'm not too bad, man. You're Good. Paul, I mean, in this, go back to this particular original email. So, you know, here she is, married 15 years, three kids under the age of 12. Everything seems fine in the marriage, apart from she says she's not in love anymore, and now she's telling the husband she wants to separate or divorce, and the mother thinks it's a selfish thing to do. Not really. Like, you know, she wants to... She doesn't love me. She doesn't love me. What can you do? You can need a horse to walk around, but you can't make him drink it. Well, this is true. I mean... Uh, the, I like, mean... Similar c- happened to me, like, you know. Oh, oh, it happened to you? Well, I'm not married. I wasn't married, like, you know, but, like, we, I have a son now. He's four and a half, like, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and he was three and a half, I bet. Yeah. That's thanks to you. So there's a hit out in you now. So if my ex-missus gets near you... Mm, right. Because I listen to your advice. Because what did a uh, many listener on, have called into your show and what they said? I resent my father because they said... I, I, I find your line, Paul, with the grace of your line, it's very difficult to hear what you're actually saying. Your line is very muffled. Sorry, Sorry. can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. As I was saying, um, basically, um, I was listening to your show for a long time. I've spoken to you many times in the air. And like, I've heard many topics about, like, you know, parents that have stayed together for the sake of the kids. Yeah. And the kids have basically said I've grew up to resent my father for not being happy. Right. So I mm-hmm. didn't want to put that hatred into my son and I have my son every Saturday and Sunday and he'll probably be out on a Wednesday to come out and see my mum. Okay. I move back home and like why would you want to have hatred in a family like this? I don't understand like, you know? Yeah, but I, I don't didn't... I don't get the impression from the email there is any hatred. It's just a case of not being in love. And Paul, there are many couples out there, be they married or living together, who, as my mother used to say, living in sin, who, you know, they might love each other but they're not in love anymore. They're like housemates, almost. Yeah, and like, you know, because like, I know exactly what you're saying there. Like, and that's the way kind of I think our relationship went. And, yeah. And Still just, good friends and everything else, but just oh. just don't love each other anymore. Yeah, that was it. Like, it just, yeah. as you would say, it fizzled out. Yeah, but, do. but, but do, you, do you not then have a duty? I'm not saying you personally, but do, do people like that not have a duty then? I mean, you brought a child into the world to stay together and stay stable or give that child a stable environment. Do you not have a responsibility to do that? You do. Like, it doesn't matter if you're together or not. Ah, come on. Paul, yeah. of course it matters. Ah, more But that's just a societal thing. It's, it's expected oh, that we it just is both stop. I've just been through a divorce and a separation for the last four and a half because years. I know exactly what it does to children. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what it does to children. Because that's a nasty way to go about it. 
Like, you know what I mean? You probably went through something totally different than we did. I don't, we don't know. I know, I know, I know, I understand that. But, but the idea, look, okay, if I said to ch- a child, would you much prefer to live with mammy and daddy in the house? Or would you like to go to daddy's on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday and mammy's on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and be shared amongst the two of them and go for a holiday with daddy this year and his girlfriend and mammy with, with her boyfriend next year? I think a child would much prefer the stable environment of mammy and daddy in the house. Ah, of course. Don't yeah, get me wrong. but of course. Yeah, I, grew, I grew up with that. I didn't want my son, as, as you would call it, as they call it, you know, I don't want my son to grow up, didn't want to grow up in a broken home. Yeah. You know? mm. I didn't want that. I honestly didn't. I asked the girl to marry me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we were getting married. We were supposed to get married until this bloody COVID thing came in and, well, well we broke up first. I left. So, because we could just, it fizzled out. So, like, you know, yeah. these things happen, these things happen in life. Like, oh, of course, I would have loved to be married and have more children. Absolutely. But, it didn't work that way for me, you know. And are you happier now? Yes. Honestly, I won't lie. Honestly, yes. Okay, I am. Yes. I won't lie. Now, for me, I am happier, right? And did you meet, the by the way? Did you meet somebody else? Have you met somebody else since, or no? Okay, you, you, you're not, just single. I, I, to be honest, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking. Single and and to be honest, you, you're no, just I not looking. <laughs> no, if, it's like yourself, mate. If it happens, it happens. If it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not worried, like, you know, because I'm I'm only thirty six, like, mm. so like. You know, my whole life ahead of me. You know, so the way I look at it, these things don't bother me. I've been there now. Well, you, when you, I see when people say I have my whole life ahead of you, I've heard so many bad stories lately. I always say to people, treat every day like it's your last. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you say, I mean, I'm always bad looking at anybody, but I mean, treat every day like it's your last. And yet you're saying to be safe, just contented. I, yeah, because I do believe, well, see, uh, I may be a bit traditionalist, Fern. Everybody uh-huh. knows I'm a conservative doddery old fool at, by times, all right? <laughs> but in saying that, I, my, I have a huge value on the family. I put a, a huge emphasis, and throughout the last nine years in this show, people, I'm sure, realise it. Uh, I, I, have great, I put great value. And, and again, I'd say to you, when my marriage broke down five and a half, four, nearly five years ago now, I, what really upset me and what broke my heart so much, and I remember it's, the story, it's been public knowledge that it was all over the paper at the time, that I ended up in a very bad situation one night in Hoth Head, and that was because I was losing my family. It was nothing to do with losing my ex-wife. It was oh. losing my family. It was yeah. so important to me. That stability for my children was so important. And then that's a sign of a good dad. Yeah, I of know. Course. But yeah, but you See, always feel that you failed somehow when you're in that you situation. Even though I did nothing wrong, by the way, can I point out? Isn't that, isn't that just nice. learning as a parent? Mm. Isn't that just learning as a parent anyway? That nobody is perfect. There is no set. There is no Jesus walking around like now who does everything absolutely perfect. Or which, if if you would excuse my example, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can take steps to do things right, can't you? Of course you, of course you can. But at the end of the day, by being distraught like that, your children will know that, Mm. and they will know that at the end of the day, the most important thing in your universe is them, and doing right by them. And Paul, uh, Paul you, would, you, would, you would agree with that because the end result for you now has been good. Oh, of course, because uh, I know you're not going to believe me, but that woman basically just said it to you in plain English, but you're not going to believe me, but I'll say it. No, no, I did know. I, I believe no, everybody I'm because gonna, everybody's I, opinion's important. No, I'm going to just say it to you. Keep the faith now. Ah, yeah, keep the faith. Keep the faith. i got to take a break. Stay there for a second. Uh, the number is 87 188 That's 87 We're reading out an email of a woman who's been married for 15 years. 15 years? It's not a long time, is it? She's got three kids under the age of 12. Uh, seems to get on well with the husband. Nice guy. Great provider, according to the mother. And then she landed the mother with a bombshell that she's not in love with her husband anymore. 
And because she's not in love with the husband anymore, she's now decided that she wants to have a separation and divorce. Is she being selfish? The mother thinks so. Paul thinks not. Do the right thing. Whatever makes both of you happy. James agrees with me. They should stay together with the sake of the kids for another five or six years anyway. Hang in there. Bit of a sacrifice, yes. But Fern disagrees. No, do what makes you happy because that reflect on the children's happiness anyway. The number is 87 Oh, I keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Number is 87 Stay me there for a second, Fern. Let me go to Dermot. Dermot, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Hang on, referee Rago down. We Rago. Hang on, one second. Alexa, pause. <laughs> Jesus. She's a great job. Oh, only, only on the classic well, kids you know hear that kind of thing. I wish I could marry Alexa. <laughs> she'd never say boo to you, and she's never in bad form, and she always speaks to him. Anyway, the fact that, look at it. Yeah, but would you get into bed with her, Jeremy? This is the thing. <laughs> Well, she's inside a bubble. She's on a ball. Oh, by the way, here's, here's a little trick with Alexa. I bet you didn't know this, right? Okay, is, it yeah. beside, is it beside your bed? No. Okay, but if you have one in the bedroom, right, you can yeah. say to it, Alexa, whisper. And from that point on... Ah, uh, no. She'll whisper. And it's the creepiest thing ever. You go, Alexa, whisper, baby. I Sorry, I don't know that. She no, no, if you, say, if you say, Alexa, whisper... She will whisper, right? And then it's well, real, real, real creepy. She starts, if you say that, like, Alexa, what time is it? she go, it's five past seven. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very creepy, actually. Well, if you wake up in the middle of the night and, and this ball is starting to roll around the room or coming up under the covers, ha, 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 forever. <laughs> Listen, look, at, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted listening to this conversation. James, is James there? Is he gone? No, James is gone. James is gone. That's a pity. You know, I know James comes. He's always one of these for the kids, for the kids, for the kids. How yeah, but so am I, by the way. So am I, yeah, James. I understand. But how in God's name if you? Okay, if a couple. Can I, sorry, can I point before you get in front? Can I point out James has four young children, so yeah, I can understand why he feels like that. I do. I can totally understand the, the, the situation, but in, in the real world, what's happening is this: if the couple fall out of love, both fall out of love and they go their separate ways and they meet other people and that's fine but if you're asking this man or this woman to stay with this bloke right she has no time for him and she as each day passes living in his company she's going to get to hate him even more as you can imagine he on the other hand is madly in love with her and when he suddenly realises that she doesn't love him anymore as I said to Ash it's a, it's a, it's a paper thin line between love and hate Really mm. Oh, it very, is. Yes. Very, yeah. Yeah. You can be, love somebody one minute, and if they do something on you, by Jesus, there's no, there's no hate like it. But that's, but that's so because that you've invested into that person. Yes. In, yeah. Yeah. That becomes a very serious problem under living under the same roof, kids or no kids. Mm. And my, my theory on that is that that would end very serious because that guy could end up. He realizes what he's losing. He could blow a gasket. He could blow a gasket, and God knows what would become of it. Mm-hmm. So better separate it than be stuck in, in under under the same roof. And it, it could, it, it, not it could, it would end up violent. It would end up very, very serious. That guy would probably end up having a nervous break or his mind would go. Jesus and Christ, she's a bit of a doomsday violent. scenario here, isn't it? Well, it is. Well, hang on, hang on. With the greatest respect, I mean, a vast amount of people who are married, I'd say a very large percentage of people who are married, are living with somebody they're not in love with anymore. No, 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 no. That's no, I understand. I, under, I, I would understand say so, Fred. Yeah, yeah, but you're, you're talking about two people. Yeah. Well, but there's, yeah. there's usually only two people in a relationship. Yeah, yeah but no, it, it just, my point is this. It's not a case of, if both of them amicably say, you know, we've had enough, sick of, sick of the side of both of this. 
But you know what? The kids are young. Let's just stay together. But you do your own thing and I do my own thing. And everybody's happy. And that's fine. But if it's, if it's lopsided and one of them is madly in love with the other and can't understand why the relationship has is, is gone down the pan, and he's expected to spend the next five, six, seven years under the same roof looking at this person that he thought was the love of his life, deciding, eventually deciding one night I'm going out with the girls and the whole lot. He's not going to put up with that. And that's going to end up causing, as I said, the, the, the thin line of, of love and hate. He'll end up fucking doing her in. Can I think about yeah, it? Sorry, yeah, sorry, friend. Go ahead. I just want to okay. add to that point because that, that does make an awful lot of sense. But what I would like to add to that again is... The original email, it didn't come from this mother, did it? No, it came, it came from the mother of the, the girl itself, or the girl who wants to get divorced. So therefore... The grandmother, so to speak, yeah. Okay, so therefore, if she's not exactly in the marriage bed or in the home, a fly on the wall, witnessing everything, yeah. is she? Yeah, no. So therefore, how does she fully know what's going on? And she doesn't know to what level this woman has put in for her marriage beforehand to stop it. Yeah, but she, she, she obviously she knows that. Yeah, but first. she does know them very well, and I'm pretty sure if the daughter told her was there was a bit of anger going on or arguing going on, she'd have told her that. I mean, she does say it's not like he's a bad husband. He doesn't beat her. There's no arguments. They don't argue. And she said her excuse for getting out of the relationship uh, is a selfish one. She said uh, she said she was still young and could meet somebody else. Yeah, and, could this be that? Could that this be that? That socio status thing, whether she's just presuming, ah, now they mustn't get divorced because it's not a good thing. Do you know, they well, it's not a good thing. Well. well, it is no, not a good thing. But do you know thing. what I mean? That, that pressure, yeah. that, that... It's that, a perfectly... Hang on, sorry, Fern. It's a perfectly good thing if, if it all is off. No, it's a last resort. It's a, well, after it is you've tried resort. everything. Yes. After you've tried everything else. For the sake first, of the... I mean, don't get me wrong. If your kids are older or you're, a sep- or you're single or you're both, you don't have kids, right... You know, go ahead, get separated, get divorced. You should just do it if you if you don't love somebody. But once you have kids, it changes the dynamic. I know you're. Um, I know you're very. You're very uh, private on your affairs. And you can tell me to mind my own business if I ask you this. Question. I think I've told everything. I, I don't think I've ever any well, secrets I, in this I show. Heard you, I heard you with the mad Jimmy last week. You got rid of him off the air. For well, yeah, that's because he made a nasty comment. Yeah, I did. Yeah. No. Okay. You put yourself in that scenario because you were in that scenario. Yeah. Could could you have if if, if as you said it's the thing? Yes. That happened ten years. Yes. Earlier. Yes. Could you have stayed under the yes. same roof? You, you, and I would have. And I would have, yes. Oh. What and how could you have done that? Because I would have. Looking, I don't, I don't want to know anything about your personal life. But how if 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 you fell out with with this woman, she was the love of your life, and then suddenly you couldn't stand aside of each other for whatever reason. Well, I've, I've said, I, I think you might have missed a bit. I, I think you might have missed what I said earlier on. You know, when I went through my separation, going back five years ago, and it started first, or nearly five years mm. ago now, the one thing that upset me more than anything in the world was right. losing the stability of the family. And to yeah. me, family is important. But you're not a robot. But happy robot. family. We're hmm. just older. We're just older than children. We're just adults. We're no different. We're human beings, and it's very, very difficult if you find yourself under the same roof as somebody in this situation that you thought was the love of your life that would never do anything to harm you, and suddenly they did. But you're expected to put up with that for the next five or six years or seven years or whatever, and everything is amicable. Absolutely not. It, that will go downhill yeah. rapidly and end up. It'll end up mm-hmm. in violence. It'll end up in death. 
Well, violence and death is a bit much. Well, 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 we wait, mean wait. no violence yeah, and death. Yeah, maybe that's a bit, maybe a bit of a steep now. No, fairness. It's not, it's not, it's not but, uh, but it will end up in an argumentative situation, there's no doubt. Possibly, yes. I mean, by the way, somebody sends in a, a really long text. I can't read them out, but I am reading your text. I appreciate them. At the end of one of the texts, um, I think it's a he, he says, no divorce, is for, uh, div- no divorce is for extreme situations, not because someone decided they are unhappy and have more of a right to happiness than anyone else. What do you think this of that? is why I say you have to work on it first. If there's no other... If, now, obviously, this isn't the woman getting the divorce, the message in. So, therefore, you can't really get a true, honest perspective on it to begin mm. with. But at the end of the day, unless if she's tried everything she can, if she's talked to him and tried everything she can, I mean, coming from someone now who... Like, me and my fellow, we, we haven't been together for that long now, but my eldest is 11, so I have two young kids. And... We have been through trials and tribulations, but we've worked damn through it. And I love him more than the day I met him. And that was first, first romance meet weeks. I love him more now and because we've worked fan- through it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely. But let me tell you, this mother who's in, or this woman who's, you know, mm. did you say the, the, the email is from the mother? The, yeah, the email, well, the, from, the, the, from the grandmother, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. The, grandmother, yeah. the grandmother is praising this, this man because he's a nice guy and he's a provider and he's a different Good father, yeah, other. yeah, yeah. But let me tell you, she, everybody has a dark side. And if the yeah. dark side is brought out by stress, I'm sure her daughter would have. I'm sure her daughter would have told her if there was a dark side. Not necessarily because you kind of know that talking to your parent about your marriage issues is never a really good idea because there's going to be an automatic bias against them. Okay, but sorry, the same kind of person who texted and said, uh, my parents had problems, but they stayed together. I can go home and see both of them. Holidays are celebrated together. I would be, I would be devastated if they separated, even as an adult. People yeah. give up too well, easy that's... nowadays. It's all about me, 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 me. It's a disgrace. Exactly. That's a ridiculous statement, because what that is saying is that that person is going home and seeing the mother and father together and is delighted. But he's mm. not them. He's not living, barely walking in their shoes. And he's only happy with their image. He's only happy with the image of them that he has. He's not having the image of what they're actually going through. He's just happy that he's... Well, I agree with both of you on that because I disagree with him if he's saying he's an adult and he wants to see them stay together. If you're an adult, you need to grow up a little bit, I think, at that point. I, I mean, if your parents are not happy and you're an adult and you've moved on... They should be entitled to move on with their lives too. But stay, I am talking about when the kids are young, by the way. The kids are all under the age of 12 in this situation. Monica, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Monica? How you doing, Niall? Hard thing. Good, Monica. Nice to talk to you. It's been a while. And you too. But yeah, but, but you know what I want to say about that lassie? Yeah. He should let the bitch go because she was lucky to get a fool and she won't get another one. He, he, sh- he should let her go? Yes. Oh, right, okay. I just I didn't know what you were talking about there for a second. she's young enough, she said, to get somebody else, but who will she get? He probably didn't... De- uh, you know something now? The men today, they're, they're under the petticoat government. They're ruled by women, and they're afraid to open their mouths or else their bags will be packed and outside the fucking door for them. Oh. Fair point. Right. Uh, and now, and there are good men that I know, and this is the caper. He probably didn't fill the washer, or he didn't empty the washer, or change the bed. He probably didn't. There was one little thing he probably didn't do for her, and that was it. She's not interested in him. Let let her go. She 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 met one fool, but she won't meet another go, one now. There you go. There's three of us on the air here in Ireland. All three are yeah. of the opinion. It's a bad, it's a bad call. Yeah, yeah, but, but, hang, yeah, but hold on a second. Hang, hang on a second, Dermot and Monica. Monica, if, if they decide to get separated, right, 
he's she's not going to be at a loss. I I, mean, I don't know whether they're in a family home. I'm assuming they have their own home. She'll stay in the house. Her life won't change too much apart from she might meet a new boyfriend and move him into the house. He's the one who's going to be homeless, even though he's done nothing wrong. I know, like you said, I know he's done nothing wrong because I know somebody very well that's done nothing wrong either. But I'll tell you something. They were, he, she was lucky to get the one she got. And don't he be worrying. He will get somebody else that will respect him and look after him. And that's it. That's the story today. If we don't toe the line with the women today, your bags are outside the door. And I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I love you, Monica. It's a very fair point. Right. A very fair point. I don't know what the other man is saying. I can't hear him. <laughs> he said it's a very fair point, it's Monica. It's a very fair point, Monica. Monica, you're, you're, thank you're, you, man. You're, thank you. And so, so you're on my side, but I can't hear what you say. Okay, so fair. And what are you trying to say there to Monica? I just think she's brilliant. I'd love to have a cup of tea with her. She sounds absolutely cracking. <laughs> she, she's also crackers, by the way. Can I tell you? <laughs> that lady with me? Yeah, she's agreeing with you, Monica. She said you're cracking. I'm cracking. Uh, I'm fat from cracking. If she bought me for cracking, she'd lose her money. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I thought we were going to get a serious conversation. Here, and then you, see, and then you said you did nothing wrong? <laughs> yeah, he, he did nothing wrong. No, you did nothing wrong. Oh, I did nothing wrong, no. Well, and where are you? Yeah. You're, you're well. Yeah, you're, you don't even want to go there. <laughs> you don't want to go there. I get myself into trouble. Stay, well, stay there for a second, Monica. Don't go anywhere. Okay, let me just go to Damien. Get rid of me, I'm like the plague. <laughs> Damien, you're on Ireland's classic kids. I'm delighted everyone agreed with me for the Philippine change. Okay, yeah, wait there, Monica. Damien, go ahead. Yeah, Niall, how you doing? Good. Um, so, I suppose I'm a single dad of a five year old um, little girl, you know? Yeah. I suppose we're separated with over two years at this stage. Okay. Um, and we're, you know, I think if parents have a bit of cop on and actually respect each other, and I suppose put their child first. There's no reason that child can't be happy and been brought up by their two parents singly and and walk around. Um, I have my daughter. Um, she sleeps with me on a Friday and Saturday night. She went back to her mom for the rest of the week. Yeah. I changed, changed jobs over two years ago, so I now work a night shift. I go home during the in the day. I look after her during the day. I pop her back to her mom at six o'clock in the evening, and then I head off to work again at night. But I sacrificed a very well-paid job to go back into a lower job at the time um, just to do that. Um, I'm fair play to you, by the way. That was a sacrifice you, you made for yeah, your child, yeah. You, you do it for your kid. And you put well, your I mean, look, but the only thing is, Damien, you were obviously in quite an amicable situation with your ex, by the way. Yeah, but, but people people turn this thing into amicable or not amicable. And it, if, at the end of the day, you're amicable because you put your child first. Um, and that's the reason probably... I'll, I would look at it as same amical. Um, would I be best friends? Well, maybe not. But at the end of the day, I'll put my child first no matter but there, there, yeah, but there are complications. Now, I don't want to know about your personal situation, Damien, but there are complications where people say, might have two kids, a family home, you know, who gets to stay in the house, who doesn't, who did what wrong to break up the marriage in the first place, and then the, child's, the children get used as some sort of tools or weapons, I suppose, you know, for people to get their own way. All those kind of things happen. Those kind of dynamics all happen. Didn't happen in your situation. There's probably only one child. And it maybe, you know, I don't know your personal situation, so maybe it didn't happen for that reason. So it's not always cut and dry, you know what I mean? It's not. But at, at the end of the day, a lot of this has got to do with, with parents. And whether it's cut and dry or not, if you, um, if you really 
you know, respect your children, you love your children to bits, why would you use them as a tool against somebody else? No, that, there's, a bit, there's the burning question. People do, you know, all the time. Yeah, but, they, but they do because they're, they, they, there's something wrong with people. Like, at the end of the day, you know, you, you try and bring up your kids as good as you can and show them the best examples you can. So you're letting yourself down and creating a whole lot of, I suppose, All right, well, well, listen, I've come to the end, of the, uh, the end of this particular topic. Listen, thank you for that, Damien, and, and good luck to you, and well done to you, by the way, for making that sacrifice for your child. Can Before I we go, Monica... Can I say something before yeah, I go? Yeah, because Farron loves you, uh, wants to have dinner with you. Some night, night, you will talk about grandmothers. Some people have illusion that think grandmothers don't have rights. Oh, I you do have rights. That's, 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 that's actually a good rights. show, Can by I the way. Yeah, well, I have to be honest, that's actually a very good topic that I will bring up very shortly, that when marriages break up and a divorce happens and custody battles happen over access to children, that grandparents should also have rights. And by the way, can do you know, as a grandparent, you can go to the circuit court and you can get access rights to your grandchildren? Yes, but some people think you can. Oh, well, you can, you but can I do that. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, I love her. Ah, God bless her. Do you want to sing us a, a quick song? I've got one minute, Monica. Sing us a song. Quick, go for it. <laughs> sing you a song? Yeah, go on. Anything. Are you the nearest, the perfect I found? Sure, I never will forget when I and I first met. When I looked into his two eyes of blue. When I saw him standing there, smiling lips and golden hair. I thought that my world kept tumbling down. When he asked me for a date, and I saw him hesitate, as the road of married life we handed down. On the first September morn, when our first child was born, he was the nearest, the perfect I found. He was the nearest, a perfect well done, well done, Monica. Yes, fair. Give her a round of applause. She made that up impromptu. Oh, you're mad as a brush. Oh, she's off again. Monica, I have to go into a break. Monica, have a lovely evening. Thanks very much indeed, Fern. I appreciate it. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.